Report from Family Life, bringing a Christian worldview to what's happening in New York, Pennsylvania, across the country, and around the world. Weather with Kevin Williams, plus special features and reports with the Family Life News team. Now, here's what's happening. If you don't need to drive, please don't. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. That plea from Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown, whose city is still digging out from under the leftovers of the blizzard of 22. The city's sluggish snow removal efforts have generated a snowball fight of sorts between the mayor and Erie County Executive Mark Polencars. The county exec says enough is enough. I just don't want to see this anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm a city resident myself. I live in the city of Buffalo, and it pains me to see the other 25 towns and two small cities opened in times when the city isn't. But Brown says polling cars shouldn't be using news conferences to air gripes over the city's snow clearing efforts. As tough and as strong as the county executive could be in a news briefing, he did not say any of this to me on the phone or face to face. An army of over 400 snow removal vehicles continues to attack the now slushy pile still clogging some city streets. A driving ban ended at midnight. That was a relief for city residents whose refrigerators and cupboards are bare. Milk, eggs, cheese is the first to go. And this man's grocery run had an extra bit of urgency. Quick and get some uh, essentials for my family and uh, make it back home and uh, wait for uh, my wife to have a baby. She's kind of uh, next couple days she's due, so I'm going to make sure we have everything at home. In a storm with 38 confirmed fatalities to date, snowmobiles proved to be worth their weight in gold for rescue and recovery efforts. Buffalo resident William Kless says he and friends made 50 snowmobile rescues this week. When we took the snowmobiles out, me and my buddies, we expected just to get a few done and it just turned into nonstop for three days and so many people in need of just food and shelter and warmth. Help has come from far and wide for Buffalo and in many forms. Several central New York counties are helping answer 911 calls in western New York. Dozens of calls a minute, which is just crazy for any call center. Frank McFall with the Madison County 911 call center. Yesterday, a mass was held at Buffalo St. Joseph's Cathedral to honor storm victims. We also remember today in a special way all of those who have perished in this terrible storm. And a new concern now that all of that snow begins to melt flooding. The National Weather Service says there is some risk of that in certain areas. Kevin Williams' updated forecast is just ahead. It's just unacceptable. I think I've made my last flight on Southwest. Customer love for Southwest Airlines has gone south after thousands of flight cancellations and delays. My personal apology is the first step of making things right. Well, that apology by Southwest Airlines official Ryan Green probably isn't going to fly with those angry customers. Heavy snow definitely played a role in Southwest's troubles, but Corliss King with the Southwest Flight Attendance Union says it certainly wasn't the only problem. That's as simple as it gets. It comes down to not our schedulers, not the people who answer the phones, but the capacity limits on the systems. The airlines canceled more than 2,300 more flights today. This man among many now wondering where his luggage has gone to. No clue. I'm hoping they're here uh, in, the, in the mess of everything, but I have no idea. Well, this guy at Chicago's Midway Airport was thrilled to finally find his bag. I just haven't had this bag in a week. I've been wearing other people's clothes. I want to wear my wardrobe. It's New Year's Eve week, and now I'm going to go out. You know, for all of those stranded flyers, the cost, unlike their canceled flights, are taking off. Paul Hudson is president of FlyersRights.org. Uh, I've never seen a meltdown like this. 
Hudson says passengers are entitled to a full cash refund for a canceled flight, not just a voucher. But ancillary costs like hotels, rental cars and replacement flights on other carriers are not likely to be reimbursed. CBS's Tanya Rivera. Now to Ukraine. Another massive salvo of Russian missiles and Iranian-made suicide drones raining death and destruction upon the beleaguered country. We had explosions here in Kyiv, also the city of Lviv in the west of the country, Kharkiv in the northeast, which is the country's second largest city, Odessa in the south. The Ukrainians say that they believe these attacks are likely to continue because they say that this is how Russia is responding to what's happening on the battlefield. The BBC's Hugo Pachega, the UN's High Commission for Human Rights, says almost 7,000 Ukrainian civilians have died in Russia's Ukraine invasion, another 11,000 injured. In the southern tier of New York, more aid for Ukrainians. The Sacred Heart Ukrainian Catholic Church in Johnson City, New York, loading its fourth humanitarian shipment Wednesday. The church's pastor tells News 12. We should make it over 100,000 pounds of aid sent from the southern tier to Ukraine. This latest has a lot of generators to help the people who no longer have electricity. Meanwhile, the Corning Rotary Club has raised more than $8,000 to help the most vulnerable communities and people with urgently needed support in Ukraine. Starting January 5th, anyone entering the U.S. from China will now have to pass a COVID test. This in reaction to a surge in infections there. Health experts say many people in China are unvaccinated and the government there is not being transparent about the surge in cases. The main worry being another variant could emerge. Dr. Angelique Campen. That's always the concern. Top health officials from the European Union are meeting today to decide on possible restrictions there. CBS's Cami McCormick. Something old something new in Israel as a new government takes power. The coalition government that he leads with his right-wing uh, Likud party, which now becomes the most moderate party in the coalition, is unlike any that Israel has really seen before because you do have these ultra-Orthodox Jewish figures, but then alongside them the ultra-nationalist figures who've now become part of the third biggest party in the Israeli parliament. The BBC's Yolanda Nell in Jerusalem. Back home, Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin says he has a serious but curable form of cancer. It's very treatable, and we're getting it early enough that uh, if I take well to the chemotherapy, which starts this week, and I go through all of my uh, six sessions, then I'll be in good shape. Raskin speaking to MSNBC yesterday. Feel like rolling up your sleeve for a good cause? American Red Cross says there's an urgent call for donors, with someone in the U.S. needing blood or platelets every two seconds. The Red Cross is giving out long sleeve t-shirts through January 2nd to those who donate. CBS's Michael George. And the Joker's back. Tennis great Novak Djokovic back in the land down under. His last visit to Australia, you might recall, didn't go so well. He was deported before the last Australian Open after refusing to get a COVID vaccine, a requirement that has since been dropped. It is uh, a valuable life experience for me and, you know, something that, as I said, will stay there, but I have to move on. Coming back to Australia speaks how I feel uh, about this country, how I feel about playing here. The Open starts next month, though he'll play a warm-up tourney next week. Still to come on the Noon Report, NYSEG under state scrutiny, a boost for New York's volunteer first responders, and the one night when dropping the ball is a good thing. Well, good afternoon. A relatively mild and mellow pattern underway, and it looks like the mild weather will carry us right through the rest of the year. Forecast details are coming up in 10. Very good, Kevin. Thank you. Now checking these stories, making news where you live in New York and Pennsylvania. New York State is investigating New York State electric and gas. 
The state's Public Service Commission is expanding its investigation into billing errors for New York State electric and gas customers. The Department of Public Services says it saw an unusual spike in the number of customer complaints, 60 percent more in 2022 than in the two previous years combined. The grievances range from incorrect bills to very late bills. Customers can still submit complaints, but the DPS advises people should try to resolve the issue with the utility. If unsuccessful, people should get in touch with the Office of Consumer Services to file a complaint. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thank you, Brandon. An abandoned hotel in West New York has become the site of a TikTok craze, and police aren't happy about it either. A challenge on the social media platform encourages explorers to go inside old vacant holiday inns and look around. Despite a locked chain link fence and boarded up doors, police in Gates, New York, say don't do it. It takes us away from other other things, other crimes that are happening in the town. So it's a drain on resources as well. Sergeant James Hoffman tells News 10 who the culprits are. Young adults, anywhere from 18 to mid-20s, a young, curious age group. He says those trespassers are risking police safety as well as their own. Roofs leaking, ceilings caving in, there's holes in the floor and hazardous dust. So we really want to encourage people to stay out of there for their own safety. A property owner has now hired a private security firm to try to keep those TikTokers at bay. The American Red Cross continuing to help out six people displaced following a fire in Rochester. The blaze happened yesterday at a multi-unit apartment building on Alexander Street. When crews arrived, smoke and flames coming from the second floor and attic. Everybody made it out safely. The cause remains under investigation. That newly elected downstate congressman who admitted lying about his qualifications for the job, facing new trouble. Federal prosecutors are looking into the finances of Long Island Congressman-elect George Santos, including his financial disclosure filings in the wake of his own public admissions to lying about his resume. When he first ran for Congress in 2020, he listed no assets and a salary of $55,000. But during this most recent run, he said he made millions from a company he founded. CBS's Matt Piper. Some brand new data from New York State shows the spread of COVID-19 has increased significantly in western New York. Right now, the seven-day average infection rate sitting at 13.1%. This time a week ago, it was 10.91%. Governor Hochul has signed off on a legislative package aimed at cracking down on pandemic fraud. One bill in increases the award amounts given to people who report fraud related to a state of emergency. The second measure increases the penalties for fraud that happened during a declared state of emergency. The governor says the legislation sends a clear message that New York has no tolerance for fraud, especially during critical times of need. A Christmas present for New York State volunteer firefighters and EMS workers. New tax exemptions. John D'Alessandro's with the Firefighters Association of the State of New York. Contrary to popular belief and popular culture, most fire and emergency response in New York and frankly across the country is done by volunteers. Alessandro says with volunteer ranks declining right now, that tax cuts a worthwhile effort to try to reverse the trend. We have numerous programs, everything from this this tax break to providing, uh, you know, college tuition reimbursement. We have a number of bills that we still continue to pursue that would create more incentives for the men and women who want to volunteer and can volunteer to protect their communities. Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara helped sponsor the tax exemption bill. They do so much work for our community. They respond, they keep us safe. They respond to fires, emergency, car crashes, you name it, they do it. And they volunteer, they're dedicated. 
They take time out of their day to provide these services for us, and uh, our upstate communities really can't function without them. The bill will allow local municipalities to provide up to a 10% property tax exemption to volunteers. Pennsylvania now, the new year may still be a few days away, but lawmakers in the Pennsylvania General Assembly are already preparing for 2023 as they seek sponsors for a range of bills. Hundreds of co-sponsorship memos have already been sent between state lawmakers, offering a glimpse into their priorities as they ready them for a new legislative year. Proposed bans on semi-automatic weapons, banning TikTok in state government, and legislation to open up Pennsylvania's primary elections to independents are just a few of the bills being proposed in the new legislative session. That swearing in for lawmakers is set for January the 3rd. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thanks, Terry. Data shows that student homelessness is a growing issue in Pennsylvania. We get that story from Family Life's Brian Query. According to new data released by the state of Pennsylvania, over 33,000 students in the state were considered homeless during last school year. Numbers across the state have risen, and newer data shows even higher numbers at the start of this school year. Officials note that students experiencing homelessness can be classified in several ways, including not having a fixed, regular, adequate nighttime residence. Under the McKinney-Vento Homeless Education Act, which is a federal law that provides federal money for homeless shelters, each school district is required to have a homeless liaison who, once a student is identified as homeless connects the student and their families with resources in the community. Resources for children and youth experiencing homelessness can be found at findingyourwaynpa.com. Brian Query, Family Life News. Thank you, Brian. A little odd for this time of year, but the Susquehanna Valley and other parts of Pennsylvania under a code orange air quality alert today. That means potentially dangerous levels of pollution. The Department of Environmental Protection says the air quality action day alert is because strong overnight and morning temperature inversions and light winds could bring higher concentrations of fine particulate matter into the air. And finally, they're testing the giant ball over Times Square, which will mark the end of 2022 and the start of 2023. But Pennsylvania towns, they've got some other ways to count down to midnight. Mark, you can tell a lot about a town's creativity by what it drops or raises on New Year's Eve. The tradition at Mechanicsburg is to look up to see a wrench count down the last seconds of the year. Dillsburg uses a giant pickle. At Myerstown, in honor of the Bayer manufacturing plant there, they drop an aspirin tablet. And at Easton, PA, the midnight marking object is a 10-foot Crayola crayon. But at Easton, the crayon drop is at 8 p.m. so that kids can celebrate and get a full night's sleep, too. So can sleepy adults. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Amen to that, Greg. Thank you very much. All right, that brings us to a check of sports. Good afternoon, I'm Randy Snavely. Mark, we begin on the hardwood in Atlanta. The Brooklyn Nets have won their 10th in a row. Kevin Durant knocked down a jump shot with a minute to play, and that proved to be the game winner. 108-107, to your final. Durant finished with 26 points and grabbed 16 rebounds. Kyrie Irving led the team in scoring. He had 28. The longest win streak in the NBA this season now has Brooklyn in second place in the Eastern Conference. Also picking up wins in the NBA last night, Detroit, Washington, Miami, Chicago, New Orleans, Golden State, and Sacramento. The Pittsburgh Penguins and their fans woke up with a bad taste in their mouths this morning. It's not often you have a four-goal lead and lose the game, but that's what happened to the Pens in front of their home crowd last night. 
Pittsburgh scored four times in the first period. Jason Zucker scoring two of the goals, only to have Detroit score two in the second, two in the third, and then two minutes into the overtime, Jake Wallman buried the game winner for the Red Wings. 5-4, your final. Tampa Bay skated past Montreal 4-1. The Bruins 3-1 winners over New Jersey. The Ducks won in a shootout against Vegas 3-2. And Calgary edged the Kraken 3-2. To baseball, the Boston Red Sox have signed two-time Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber to a one-year contract. Now 36 years old, Kluber does not dominate like he once did, but he will help Boston. And tonight in football, the Dallas Cowboys, fresh off their win over the Eagles, will be in Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. That is a look at sports. Thanks, Randy. Still to come on the Noon Report, a sonic trip through the year gone by. This week on Breakpoint, we're looking back at some of the most important commentaries of 2022. Hi, this is John Stone Street, host of Breakpoint. Our goal with each and every Breakpoint commentary is to help you think about life and culture from a Christian worldview and live accordingly. Please join us in this work and help others live like Christians in these challenging times. Just go to colsoncenter.org slash December. That's colsoncenter.org slash December to make a gift. Here's Breakpoint. Man Park, cooed the Saturday Night Live narrator. It's like a dog park for guys so they can make friends and have an outlet besides their girlfriend and wives. Well, that sketch was from about a year ago, but it points to an unfortunate reality that men really are in this culture in crisis, struggling with a loss of purpose, a loss of relationship, and a loss of a sense of usefulness. A January 2021 report from the Institute for Family Studies noted that, quote, girls are outperforming boys at every level, from elementary school through graduate school. Now, that's not primarily because girls are somehow succeeding or overachieving. It's because, as Andrew Yang with the Washington Post wrote, quote, boys and men across all regions and ethnic groups have been failing both absolutely and relatively for years. Since the 1990s, fatherlessness has soared. Median earnings for men have declined. And this corresponds with a dramatic crisis in terms of sociability. As Andrew Yang noted, quote, roughly one third of men are either unemployed or out of the workplace. And more U.S. men aged 18 to 34 now live with their parents than with romantic partners. Galloway noted an even more surprising statistic, that fewer than one in three men under the age of 30 have had sex in the last year. Now, that last statistic isn't really about sex. Instead, it's pointing to a deeper problem, that young men aren't forming social bonds with real-life people, even the kinds of bonds that have historically, let's say, captured their attention. So the question here is why? Bill Maher nodded at digital technology, arguing that it keeps men away from forming the skills that they need in order to form real relationships. Galloway agreed that Tinder in particular had been a disaster, reinforcing a lie that video game addiction and pornography already sell. That happiness does not require any effort or sacrifice on our parts, just a screen to deliver immediate gratification. But that's not real happiness. Here's what Andrew Yang said, quote, Here's the simple truth I've heard from many men. We need to be needed. We imagine ourselves as builders, soldiers, workers, brothers, part of something bigger than ourselves. We deal with idleness terribly. He's right. Boys raised in confident, selfless masculinity don't just make better husbands and fathers. They help check the chaos created by men with negative character. It is disproportionately fatherless young men who lapse into aggression or delinquency. Christians have a better way forward in a world that obliterates the helpful aspects of sexual difference, 
that pacifies men with distraction and addiction, that promises limitless sexual freedom while dismantling the family. Half of this answer is God's original good design for men and women, one which neither ignores or abuses sexual difference, but calls each to who they were created to be. The other half is what Christ has accomplished, redeeming what's broken by our sin. Not only does this redemptive work include redeeming masculinity, but his life itself exemplified what it means to dignify women, to curb the worst excesses of masculinity, and to live and die for something bigger than ourselves. And, of course, he invites every person, no matter their background, into the embrace of an eternal father who will always be there, who will never let them down. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Casey Leander. For more resources to live like a Christian in this cultural moment, go to colsoncenter.org. All right, that brings us to a check of weather. Here's Kevin Williams. For this afternoon, pleasant. Even though sunshine gives way to cloud cover, temperatures reaching well into the 40s. And for tonight and tomorrow, a few sprinkles across western New York and northwest Pennsylvania, fairly cloudy. Elsewhere, clouds, but there'll be a little sun in the mix tomorrow as well. Temperatures, well, not dropping much tonight, mid-30s to mid-40s. We're in the upper 40s to low 50s tomorrow. Saturday, cloudy, mild, rain at times. High temperatures, mid-40s to the lower 50s. And right now, New Year's Day looks mild, but also a little wet. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. I'm Mark Webster. Thank you again for joining us. From the end of the pandemic to the beginning of the war in Ukraine, from never-ending inflation to the end of Roe v. Wade, the news of 2022 was anything but boring. Family Life's Bob Price has woven together a tapestry of sound, capturing the year gone by in all of its glory and infamy. Sit back now and relive the year that was 2022. war now close at hand the russian military has begun a brutal assault on the people of ukraine the largest invasion of a neighboring country in europe since world war ii this conflict could escalate to world war three ukraine is not going down without a fight this is going to be putin's really big mistake president Zelensky saying ukraine is that the fate of europe is being decided an epic traffic disaster playing out in virginia an early morning fire in philadelphia in new york city at least 19 people are killed the supreme court of the united states blocked president biden's vaccine mandate we won't move an inch time to go home. This is history in Canada. The convoy began as a movement against vaccine requirements. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl and they have sealed the deal. Tom Brady is officially retiring. Tom Brady unretired. Let the games begin. The Winter Olympics. Is it time to end these mask mandates? It is the right decision to lift this mandate. Uh oh. Richard. <laughs> oh wow. Wow! Breaking news on the state of inflation here in the U.S. Inflation at a new four-decade high. We've got an inflation problem. The one, two, and three agenda items is inflation, inflation, and inflation. Gas prices are they're killing us. Prices for everything are going up. The bird is free. The deal is done. Twitter has been sold to Elon Musk. He now wants to turn Twitter into the world's, quote, platform for free speech. We are focusing on a member of the University of Pennsylvania women's swim team. The biggest change for me is that I'm happy. It is just 
not fair. Florida's so-called don't say gay law. It's called the parental rights and education bill. How many parents want their kindergartners to have transgenderism injected into classroom instruction? Disney is taking a stand against the parental rights bill. If Disney wanted to be more inclusive, maybe don't charge 200 bucks to get in. Because last I checked, the prices are keeping more people out of the park than the pronouns. 46 people found dead in the back of an abandoned 18-wheeler. Border states are done shouldering America's immigration crisis. There's a record number of people coming across the border. We do have an invasion. The border is closed. The border is secure. Just replace the Taliban with the cartel, and you have southern Texas. First bus dropping migrants off just blocks away from the capital. More than five million foreign nationals have come in and broken our laws. America's crime crisis. What's being ignored? Crime. Homicide rates in Philadelphia continue to grow. Chicago is a city in crisis right now. Violent crime is spiking on the streets of LA. You have to have your head on a swivel because you never know what's going to happen to you. You ever seen anything bad happen here? Oh, every day. It started around 2.30 Saturday afternoon in the parking lot of this Topps Friendly Market store. We have suffered a mass shooting with multiple casualties. A lone gunman, armed with weapons of war and hate-filled soul, shot and killed 10 innocent people in cold blood. A gruesome scene at that school. The gunman killed 19 children and two teachers. People are rightfully angry. There's compelling evidence the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure. She's a mom on a mission to find baby formula. We've been looking all over. The court has ruled. States can decide whether abortion should be legal. Roe versus Wade is history. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. It feels like a betrayal. It's been a 50-year battle. My first reaction was rage. This is an amazing victory. And it will save millions of lives. I thought the courts were there to protect our freedoms. Right to life has been vindicated. The voiceless will finally have a voice. Ayman al-Zawari was killed in a CIA drone strike. What a spectacle. A tribute to the Queen's 70-year reign, the longest in history. The FBI has executed a search warrant at the home of former President Trump. There are people standing at the gates with AK-47s. What's happening at Mar-a-Lago? We have the raid of a former president's home in America. President Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act. The biggest ever investment to fight climate change. The Inflation Reduction Act, if they called it what it really is, they would get laughed out of the room. It doesn't have anything to do with inflation. A spacecraft the size of a refrigerator rammed into an asteroid. He has done it! 62! Aaron Judge! The Houston Astros! World Champions! Three, two, one. And liftoff of Artemis One. We rise together back to the moon and beyond. America's pivotal midterm elections. Control of Congress is still up for grabs. This is sort of the setting of the table for the next two years. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen. We will be in the majority. I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. Raphael Warnock will reclaim his seat. You've got me for six more years. Arizona Democratic Senator Kirsten Sinema is changing her party affiliation. Federal agents invest Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's overseas business deals. Hunter Biden, the president's son, will be a target for investigation. We have one of the biggest scandals in American history. Who is the big guy? The big guy is Joe Biden. WNBA star Brittany Griner is headed home. Welcome home, Brittany. The 
This is a trade that no one likes to see. It pays to kidnap American citizens. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. The choice before us was one or none. We've got a Marine sitting over there. I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home. This year, the person of the year is Volodymyr Zelensky and the spirit of Ukraine. They call me Mr. Tibbs. We have lost an icon. Trailblazing actor Sidney Poitier. Bob Saget, the comedian actor known as America's Dad, found dead in his hotel room. We are remembering, of course, a rock legend. Meatloaf. Oscar-winning actor William Hurt died today. Madeleine Albright, the first woman to serve as U.S. Secretary of State, has died of cancer. The country music world is mourning the death of superstar Naomi Judd. How am I funny? Just, you know how you tell a story. Actor Ray Liotta has died. Now we remember Paul Sorvino. We are also remembering the life of NBA great Bill Russell. It's time for Dodger Baseball! Vin Scully passed away at 94 years old. The voice who provided the soundtrack of summer. Hi everybody and a very pleasant Sunday to you, wherever you may be. Actress, singer, songwriter and legend Olivia Newton-John has passed away. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Russian state media is reporting that Mikhail Gorbachev, the last president of the Soviet Union, died today. Loretta Lynn, a beloved country music artist, has passed away. Actress Angela Lansbury has died at the age of 96. Cheers. This is how most of America knew Kirstie Alley's name. Fleetwood Mac singer Christine McVie has died. A few moments ago, Buckingham Palace announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Britain's longest reigning monarch has died. When Her Majesty the Queen died this afternoon, a little piece of all of us died with her. My whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. She has lived so well and set examples for every one of us to follow. Service in life, hope in death. All who follow the Queen's example and inspiration of trust and faith in God can with her say, we will meet again. The sounds of 2022, expertly stitched together by Family Life's Bob Price. Tomorrow at noon, you'll hear that and much more in a special half-hour look back at the sounds and stories that made 2022 so memorable for so many reasons, good and bad. And remember, you can hear all of our special news features online anytime by going to familylife.org and checking out the news podcast section. Just ahead, Uber riders sure do leave some interesting things behind. Tales of the Uber lost and found coming right up. Well, if I can find it. afternoon. Here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. A mild weather pattern is now in place and will remain in place right through the New Year's weekend. It's a dry pattern for now, but we do anticipate a disturbance to bring us some rain heading into the weekend. So this New Year's uh, weekend will bear little resemblance to the Christmas weekend, which was cold and snowy for many, but this one looks mild, but at times wet. For this afternoon, pleasant, even though sunshine gives way to cloud cover, temperatures reaching well into the 40s. Then for tonight and tomorrow, a few sprinkles across western New York and northwest Pennsylvania, fairly cloudy. Elsewhere, clouds, but there'll be a little sun in the mix tomorrow as well. Temperatures, well, not dropping much tonight, mid-30s to mid-40s. We're in the upper 40s to low 50s tomorrow. Saturday, cloudy, mild, rain at times. High temperatures, mid-40s to the lower 50s. And right now, New Year's Day, it looks mild, but also a little wet. Finally at noon. I once was lost, but now I'm found. 
the year is a good time for remembering things lost and things found, and we found an amusing little list of things Uber riders have reported losing recently. To wit, a neck brace and diary. Your diary, today I hurt my neck. False eyelashes and dish soap. Clearly the most iconic pairing since peanut butter and jelly. An oxygen tank and headband with thorns. Sounds like an explosive combination. A birth certificate inside an UGG earmuff box. Well, duh, where else would you keep your important documents? A prosthetic leg. Well, that's something you'd think you'd quickly notice you'd left behind. A missile guidance system. It explains a lot, Pentagon. An FBI bulletproof vest. That explains a lot, FBI. An ankle monitor. Now that begs the question, why would you report that missing? A catheter. No further details on that one. Probably a good thing, too. A significant quantity of meat, including fresh shrimp and a sushi platter. We only hope the Uber car had one of those little pine air fresheners. And a black and white tuxedo for a small dog. Scruffy's New Year's Eve just won't be the same. And that is the world we live in for Thursday, the 29th of December, 2022. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News. You've been listening to The Noon Report, heard weekdays on Family Life. Thank you for listening.